NFL draft. We put a nice little bow and a little wrap on that from last weekend. The Raiders, as we know, had nine picks. We will go over those picks. We'll talk about winners, losers of the draft with our good friend, the one and only Trevor Maddich. And like I said, nobody, and I mean nobody, breaks it down like Trevor Maddich. He's followed these guys. He knows them inside and out. No better draft analyzer than Trevor Maddich, ESPN. I, I Forget ESPN. I got to say, the T.C. Marcho's very own Trevor Maddich. How's that, my man? There you go. I like that, T.C. I'll, <laughs> I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Uh, I am good. I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Did you, did you recover? I know it was a busy weekend for you. Yeah, no, it's really busy. There's this still got a lot of information bouncing around in my head. I, I just have two brain cells every once in a while. They, they collide and make a spark. That's good. But now there's other stuff going in there. And so I'm working on, uh, collating it all basically. So do you like, like wake up in the middle of the night or will you just be like in the middle of the day, you know, going down the grocery store aisle, you know, going down uh, aisle number seven, looking for your favorite cereal or whatever. And then you'll say, wait, that's too deep coverage. Oh no, that's that. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. I, for, I, for, I forgot about that guy. You know, is that what happens? Yeah, no, I'm, I'll look at some shoppers box out. Yeah. You know, there's only one purse left or, you know, one, uh, one, you know, really prime avocado and somebody yeah. will box out and go get it, man. There's, there's all kinds of skills that are being used, uh, outside the football field that, uh, that work really well on the football field. Uh, you know, as a former center, I'd love to see you snap an avocado to somebody you're in the grocery store. I mean, that'd probably go viral, Trevor. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, but a lot of things go viral that you don't really want to go viral. People <laughs> think that the, uh, that any publicity is good publicity. I disagree with that. Yes. Any publicity that, that, uh, advances your brand is good publicity. Uh, I don't know if I have a brand, but I know what I don't want my brand to be. And that's to be that, that idiot that's throwing vegetables around <laughs> in the grocery store just for clicks. So, you know, I, uh, I know what I don't want. Uh, but you do want an avocado though. Oh, listen, avocado is high on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like tableside guacamole made right there. Ooh, there he goes. That's Trevor Matt talking a little food there. We always bring it back to food as we should. All right, I want to talk with you about the Raiders' selections. Okay, we know the Raiders had 12 uh, picks to start with, and then they, they traded uh, a few off. So they ended up with nine. It started with the number seven pick, and maybe a little semi-controversial. This isn't a, Cle- a Cleveland Farrell type of controversy like we've had in years past or Damon Arnett and, and stuff like that. But you know, when you're picking seven, Trevor, as you well know, and we talked about this leading up to it, you got to score and, and you got to hit. All right. They go Tyree Wilson, the linebacker out of Texas Tech. And I'm curious what your take is on Tyree Wilson as the Raiders selection at seven. Well, a lot of, a lot of scouts. Had Tyree Wilson is the fifth overall prospect at any position. So at sixth, according to those, those scouts, he certainly was worthy of that particular pick. Now, I don't think the Raiders needed a guy at that position, edge rusher. You know, they, they could have taken Jalen Carter. They could have taken other people a corner. Um, that would have given them, I think, more of a combination of high grade and position of need, but, 
in taking Wilson, I don't mind it if he was definitely the highest-graded guy because you can't have too many pass rushers. I mean, take a look at how the New York Giants beat Tom Brady and the Patriots a few years ago. Um, you know, they, the offense, they had some miracles, the Giants did. But on defense, they ran four defensive ends, and they told them to go get the passer every play. Play the run on the way to the passer if you feel you must, and let the linebackers clean anything up behind them. And they did. They got after Brady, and that's that's how they won. And in a league that is a quarterback, uh, a quarterback-centric league, more and more and more, being able to disrupt the other guy's quarterback is critical. And it never bothers me to get a potential elite pass rusher. Now, there, there's issues that that he has that concern me a little bit. That he'll need to. Um, he'll need to handle in the NFL and get better. I mean, in college, he got by a lot on his physical gifts. In other words, he was really tall. And college tackles didn't really have a, much ability to, to do anything about that. In the NFL, he's going to have tackles uh, right in front of him. And even with shorter arms, he's going to have to do more than just have long arms. Because he didn't show enough, in my opinion, uh, in college of a, of a quick burst off the line. And then when you hit the corner, you got to be able to dip low. If you don't dip low, a tackle will will just push you on by the quarterback. You got to dip under that block. He didn't show a lot of dip, and probably because he didn't have to. You know, he just beat guys with his long arms and all that. You know, and you know his hands in terms of technique and hand fighting on a pass rush. Take one move with his hands. And then if that's beaten, go to a counter move. If that's beaten, go to a third move, all in the same pass rush. He didn't show a lot of that in college because he didn't have to. So I'm not saying he can't do these things. I'm just saying in college he didn't show them. And in order for him to get the most out of his physique, he's going to have to to really improve his technique and become a, a fanatic at first move, second move, third move uh, on the fly. If he does those things, then he'll be a phenomenal disruptor for the Raiders. You know, I hate to even say this or project this. And I know I've heard a couple other people say it too, that, you know, he kind of has the makings of being a first round bust when you select someone that high. And if he doesn't, you know, perform lights out and doesn't put up a lot of big numbers and, you know, isn't getting sacks or you know, a whole bunch of tackles, then he could get labeled with that. And I think where some of this comes from, Trevor, is there has been some question marks regarding his motor. And, you know, you talk a lot about that. I know you look at that. You don't like guys that are taking off plays or whatever. Did you notice any of that from him when you're going back and, and watching, you know, the film, the tape or whatever at his time at Texas Tech? I don't want to rain on the guy. I think he's a really good player with a lot of great potential. And and people that, you know, are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to scout him, uh, many of them have said the same thing. But I wouldn't say that motor worries me as much as anger. Okay. You know, I'd like to see him take on the block with, with a little more anger. Like, how dare you come here to block me? Right? And, and show the, the violence in attacking and shedding the block. You know, he tends to catch blocks a little bit more. And so, you know, in the NFL, you, you can't be that way. You you have to play. I, you know, I was, my style of play uh, in the league was, and college too, was more technically excellent than it was vicious warthog, right? right. But when the opposing team came out for pregame warm-up, I was livid. 
I, mean, I was furious that they would even show up. Now, I know that they had to show up because they had a game to play just like I did. But, you know, there was this, this anger at them. And then before every play, even when I'm thinking about, okay, what's the, you know, I played in different, different positions. So I had to, you know, I'm in a right guard for part of the game and then the left tackle gets hurt and I got to go over there and, you know, all this stuff. So I'm watching coverage shells and I know what our offensive personnel group and, um, uh, formation is. I know what their tendencies are. I take a look at what the lineup is and the defender in front of me and I kind of narrow down what he might be able to do or be coached to do in that situation. Then on the first step, then I'll know what he's doing and I won't have to like be ready for every single possible thing, right? Well, in thinking all that way, when the ball snapped, if I'm sitting there in a cerebral mode, I could be doing the right things. I'll get hit in the mouth and knocked flat on my back. So while I'm doing that, even if I'm not mad because I'm thinking too much, I get myself mad because you have to play football mad. And that was a balance for me that, that seemed to work. Um, the reason I say that is that, you know, that if you, you know, if he doesn't show that kind of anger in taking on blocks and shedding blocks, then guys in training camp right off the bat are going to end up just tossing him around like a rag doll. Right. And so he'll learn pretty quickly to be, to be really, 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 really hostile. Because if he isn't, then he's in trouble. We know he started his college career at A&M and then he transferred to Texas Tech. Do we know the reason for that? I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know what happened and why that happened. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's uh, Tyree Wilson. Uh, there's Raiders select him at, at number seven. Great analogy there by, by Trevor Maddich. Uh, Michael Mayer, the tight end, uh, from Notre Dame. Uh, good route runner, good hands. I mean, that's what I see. Uh, what do you think with Michael Mayer? And I know that now that Darren Waller is gone, there is a, a void at tight end. Uh, should have the Raiders, you know, picked him at this, uh, this, uh, this spot in the draft early on? Yeah, I, I think he'll be a, a solid player for them. He, you know, you start with his hand in the dirt. He's a willing blocker. You know, he'll stick his face in there and, and be tenacious as a blocker. And so that that's important because, I mean, the Raiders, you know, led the league, at least their running back did, in uh, in rushing last year. And, and, you know, the offensive line's on the way up. You know, it's interesting they didn't draft an offensive line until, what, the fifth round or something. But, you know, they, 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 they want to continue to improve in that. And Mayer will help them there. But they didn't draft him to be a, a tackle playing tight end. That's a compliment to his game. He, as a, as a pass catcher, is phenomenal when it's a fight for the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he um, the contested catch is what he specializes in. He's not particularly fast. I mean, he's 6'4", about 250. He only ran a 4'7". But for that size, that's that's okay. He's not going to burn anybody deep, and he's not going to really separate a lot mm-hmm. in terms of superior route running, separating from a, a good cover guy. But when the ball's coming in, he's just going to beast the ball away from people. It always bothers me when pass catchers wait for the ball to arrive. You know, and hey, and if the defender gets it, oh, well, I'm sorry. Huh? You know, hey, the defender got it. No, no. It's got to be proprietary. That is my ball. You will not touch that ball. And they will fight for it like they're two junkyard dogs fighting over the last bone in the junkyard. And that's how Michael Mayer plays. So he's not particularly fast. He's not particularly athletic, but he is quite 
predictably effective. And you can plan around a guy like that. That's an uh, angry uh, Tre- Trevor Madge again. See how he, he just got angry right there? Uh, that, that's good. Uh, good analogy. I like that. Byron Young, the defensive in Alabama. All right. So I want to know what you think of him. And again, anytime you draft someone from Alabama, you're thinking, okay, hey, uh, we're, we're getting some good pedigree here. All right. And, the, you know, drafted someone from Georgia and Alabama. But when you look at Byron Young, I noticed, you know, he only had four sacks. And I, I don't, you know, Will Anderson got a lot of the love and we, everyone loves Will Anderson. I get that. But, uh, what are your thoughts about Byron Young? You know, Byron Young is the kind of guy you want on your team. You know, he, he, everywhere he's been, he has gotten effusive praise from his coaches and his teammates for leadership. You know, I mean, just leading by example, leading vocally. He makes your locker room better. And because of that, he has a reputation also of working like crazy to develop the craft of playing defensive line. And so you see that show up on film. You see his hands be close together when he punches an offensive lineman. That gives him more power, and it takes away the offensive lineman's power because now the offensive lineman's hands are around the outside, right, a lot of the time. And so that gives him advantages, and that's coaching, and that's work to make it happen. He, he is outstanding at reading the play and getting near the play, anticipating what's happening, reading that first step, all those different things he excels at. That's part of his leadership and doing the small things, the grinding things that make you good at your craft. Now, he's not particularly sudden off the ball. He's not particularly quick. His, his footwork is not particularly agile. Uh, and, you know, these are things that limit him athletically. Um, and so he's a rotational guy that playing at full out 100%, like a guy rotating in for hockey, and then, and then stepping out, combined with his technique and combined with, you know, the work that he puts in will make him an, an effective rotational guy. And I don't expect him to be threatening for the Pro Bowl, but I expect him to make the Raiders better as a team overall. All right, he is Trevor Manich, ESPN, and talking about uh, the Raiders draft here. So of the other picks, you know, Trevor, you had Trey Tucker, wide receiver from Cincinnati, uh, Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback from Purdue, Jacorian Bennett, the cornerback uh, from Maryland, uh, Christopher Smith, the safety from Georgia, uh, Amari Bernie, the linebacker from Florida. We look at those guys. Uh, any one of those guys stand out for you? Did you, did you do much work on, on any of those guys? And what can you tell, uh, us about any of those? Yeah. The, now we're starting to get to the place where any draftee, this is just not a Raiders thing. Right. They're going to have strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so the idea then is to take a guy that you can maximize his strengths in your game plan and you can try to coach the weaknesses into becoming at least neutral, if not strengths, right? And so, so you look at him that way. I mean, Trey Tucker, wide receiver out of Cincinnati, really productive. I mean, he's 5'9", 182. So he's kind of thick, but he doesn't play strong. He's got good explosiveness and he's fast. I mean, he ran a 4'4 at the combine, you know, but he's, he's, he's easily disrupted off of his line. Let's put it that way. A physical corner will cause him problems, but he's incredibly quick on short routes. He's incredibly shifty on screens and jet sweeps and things like that. He's got the speed to go deep, 
but he's got a short catch radius and he's not particularly uh, effective at winning the 50-50 ball. So they'll send him deep once in a while, I'm sure, depending on who who's covering him. But he's the kind of a guy that can really help you with the short catch, run after the catch. And so I, I you know, he he's got some things that he can do for you. Jacorian Bennett's is is kind of strange to me. He's a corner out of Maryland. He's got good height, good length, but he's really fast. I mean, he ran four three at the combine. This guy. Um, but when you look at how he bursts on receivers. He doesn't burst like a guy that's a 4-3. He doesn't show as much recognition yet as I think he should in order to be able to use that speed. And so a lot of times fast guys, will they're really fast, and they use all that speed to run out of position faster, right? <laughs> right. And so, I mean, he's a guy that's got the tools, if he can just latch onto the team somehow or even the practice squad, he's got the physical tools to eventually be quite effective. But for now, you know, he's got stuff to worry about. Aiden O'Connell, uh, Aiden O'Connell, I don't think is the, the quarterback of the future for any team. I mean, he was very productive at Purdue, but he's kind of plotting with his footwork. He locks onto receivers. You know, there, there, there's a lot of things about him that would require a tremendous amount of improvement to think that he's going to be your starting quarterback, right? So, so he's a backup. Right. Well, if he's a backup, you know, and, and you're going to take him in the fourth round. Well, okay. So you take a backup quarterback in the fourth round. Is, is that what you want to do? Uh, maybe, maybe. I just don't see a ceiling as being high enough to be more than that. Now, keep in mind, I like him. And he was very productive, but there are things about his game that are just too slow. Uh, at the NFL level. Also, you know, throwing the ball deep, um, he loses trajectory, he loses touch. A really good short and medium, but in college that works in the NFL, it doesn't. Chris Smith, uh, out of Georgia, safety, love this guy in general. He's limited athletically, but he knows what's happening. He made massive plays for Georgia, not because he's particularly big, fast, um, or explosive, but because he recognized what was happening immediately and he got the first step and ended up in front of the receiver, intercepting the ball and taking it for six, that kind of a thing. So, you know, he's, he's, he's not going to win with athleticism, but again, he'll make your team better. From a character standpoint, special teams and a, and a good rotational guy. You know, Bernie's going to be a really good um, um, special teams linebacker. He um, plays really aggressively, really aggressively. He's only got one full year as a starter, though, so his instincts as a linebacker are not uh, where they need to be. He'll need time, but he's the kind of guy that will be on your team for a while as a core special teams guy and having a chance to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to, to O'Connell, I, I, first of all, you're, you're spot on, I think, with, with everything. And I, again, the way you dive into this, I mean, you know it better than anybody, but just, you know, the little bit that I've watched of, of these p- specific players, I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Aiden O'Connell, I got a chance to watch him. I don't want to say a, a lot, but I just was not impressed with this guy at all. And you know what my, my take from Aiden O'Connell was the sideline 
um, discipline that I guess you would call it that I would see coming from Jeff Brom on him. When he would come out of a game, I would just see Brom just light this guy up like a Christmas tree. Like, how did you miss that guy? You've got to move your feet better. You got to get out of the pocket, you know? And I just, I call Aiden O'Connell a shaky at best. And I know what you're saying, you know, his final year at Purdue, yet he, he was somewhat productive. He was, but I mean, earlier on, I didn't say this guy was a, it was ninth on the depth chart, you know, when he first got to Purdue, which maybe is not too uncommon, I guess. I didn't know the depth chart went nine deep uh, for quarterback. So, but yeah, I, I thought that was a very curious pick, uh, pick by the Raiders. I, I really did. Yeah, again, it's just because of the upside, the upside potential. I'll tell you why, you know, Brown was probably yelling at him a lot of the time. It's because he didn't see that guy because he never looked there. Right. You know, the defensive book on O'Connell in college was he's going to lock on his primary receiver. And if you're in the underneath zone, you can go ahead and head over there right now. Mm-hmm. And so he'll need to get that fixed in a hurry in the NFL. Right. And the only other guy that we uh, didn't talk about was uh, Nesta Jade uh, Silvera, I guess the defensive tackle out of Arizona. Uh, any thoughts on him? Yeah, Arizona State. He's, you know, he's a plugger. Um, you know, he, he's not a guy that's going to have a whole lot of, um, you know, upfield disruptive ability, but he's pretty good in a short area. He can kind of not dominate, but he can be very effective in the in the short area, especially when you see a guard firing off on him. He often will beat that guard to the punch. In other words, the guard's going to step off and fire to that guy and hit him, and and he's the kind of a guy that'll hit the guard first, and that's good. Just just from there, having to go laterally to to chase plays and stay in his gap and things like that. Um, you know, he's not elite at that, you know, and he tends to stick on blocks and stuff like that. So, so we'll see, we'll see how he's able to, to stick on the team. Um, because I, you know, he is limited in anything outside of that short area. So Trevor, I, I've never been one to, to grade drafts. I don't believe in them because I think you need three years to grade a draft to see what, what happens. But everybody wants to jump out and, and say, okay, after the draft is over, and even though these guys haven't even got on, on a field with their new team yet, but you know, knowing that, you know, we can't properly grade a draft, just, uh, what you saw with these picks with the Raiders, how do you think they did? You know, I think overall, I think the Raiders, um, they got guys that have a chance to either help them or even be stars, but they've really got to step up. Tyree Wilson will define this draft, their first-round draft choice, edge rusher out of Texas Tech, pick number seven. If he is not a guy that can step out on day one, at least in pass rushing situations, and be a force, then this draft will have a real anchor around it because I don't see anybody else in this draft that has the ability to really you know, be a star, to be, to be a force. Michael Mayer, I think, will be steady. He's a good pick in number two. Everybody else, you know, is, you know, are guys that can, that have a chance to play well, but I don't see that superstar, that, that crazy, that crazy guy that, you know, makes things happen in ways that, uh, are not coached, but just because they're that amazing of an athlete. That guy is Tyree Wilson. Mm. And so this draft needs to have him become a star, needs to have Mayer live up to that level of highly productive, and then several of the other guys step in to be, at the beginning, very good rotational players, um, or this draft might be seen as a bit of a dud. Right. 
Right. All right. Uh, wrapping things up here, the Houston Texans, they get CJ Stroud and then they trade up and they get Will Anderson. Uh, some nice moves here, uh, by the Texans. It looks like here, D'Amico Ryans, uh, may bring a, a different attitude, uh, a fiery attitude, maybe an angry attitude to this team. Uh, quick thoughts about the Texans and, and the Stroud pick and the Anderson pick and what else they're doing there. Yeah. You know, I think this is one of the better drafts. Um, you know, the Eagles, and the Texans are two of the ones I like the most. Yep. And the reason really is at the top of the Texans draft. They, for years, have had the short end of the quarterback stick against any individual opponent on any given Sunday. In other words, the other side is going to have a better quarterback than Houston did. And the other side is probably going to have a better pass rush to disrupt the other quarter, the Houston's quarterback than Houston would have, right? Most of the time. So by taking CJ Stroud with the second pick of the draft, uh, he's, he is a guy that's worthy of that risk. I'm not crazy about taking quarterbacks that high. I would rather get them in different ways. But Stroud, I think, is a guy that could do a lot of things and has the potential to, to elevate them to where their quarterback can compete at a level of most other quarterbacks that they would face. And then with the next pick, number three, they take renowned quarterback wrecker, Will Anderson. So on the one hand, they upgrade their own quarterback position. And then with the next pick, they degrade the opponent's quarterback <laughs> right. with Will Anderson out there. And so I think, you know, when those two guys get up to speed, I think it's going to be a massive improvement in the way the Texans play. And they need that. When you look at the rest of the division, you know, the, the Titans took Will Levis in the second round. They traded up to get him. And, you know, a lot of people think he can develop into a very good quarterback. Anthony Richardson went at number four to the Colts, right? And then you've got Jacksonville, and they've already got Trevor Lawrence, who's got a few years under his belt. I mean, the, the Texans needed to upgrade their quarterback and upgrade their ability to degrade the opponent's quarterback, or they'll never make it out of their division. And I think they've got a good chance of making that happen with these two picks. How do you feel about, you mentioned the Eagles, a team that goes heavily uh, from players from one school? I mean, they had a couple Georgia players already from last year's draft, and then you nab another three or four from this one. I know they're joking and saying, "Hey, you know, we, uh, you know, we're, we're basically, uh, you know, uh, playing the SEC here." What's going on? What do you, what do you think about the Eagles? And why not? I mean, they yeah. draft guys off of last year's national championship team, Georgia. Yeah. Now they draft other guys off of this year's national championship team, Georgia. I mean, they know they know how to win. They know how to prepare to win. A lot of that has to do with with the culture at Georgia. And so they've got Jalen Carter at number nine. A lot of people think that Carter, uh, defensive tackle out of Georgia, was the most talented individual player in the draft, but he had some, some off the field issues that, that, uh, made some teams shy away. So they picked him up. Nolan Smith, a lot of people have as a top 15 pick. He's a linebacker out of Georgia, edge rusher, really fast, just amazing play. They got him at number 30, right? That's, that's just amazing. The other Georgia guy of note is in round four. Uh, they got Keely Ringo, corner. Now, Keely Ringo is a, is a just absolutely, um, physically on paper, he checks every box in terms of his, his high. I mean, the guy's 6'2", 207 is a corner. And in the combine, he ran 4.36. Now, in college, the reason he dropped so much is that in college, he tended to disappear. And this is where he needs to live up to that Georgia culture. Because there were plenty of times in college when he busted coverages, when, you know, his eyes weren't disciplined and guys ran past him, you know, but he's got the physical ability to be a, a, a high first round corner. So we'll see if they can coach him up 
uh, and get him rolling. But I think Philly may have had the best draft of all because of those guys and others. It's amazing, right? Uh, to, to trade up and, and get picks and then, uh, you know, score with the guys that, uh, you know, from programs like the national champions, Georgia Bulldogs. And they're the, you know, they were just in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, it looks like Philadelphia, if they play their cards right, they could be a force to reckon with for many, many years to come. So yeah, very impressive draft. And we really don't hear, you know, uh, teams that are uh, drafting at the bottom who were just appeared in a Super Bowl saying that, Hey, you know, look, what a great draft they had really building for the future. We don't hear that. And and we're hearing that right now. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And so it's pretty smart for teams that NFL teams that are already, already playing at a winning level, bringing in guys that know how to do it. Yeah. So they don't have to just teach them, you know, and that's a good thing. And And that doesn't mean the guys farther down the draft aren't the same kind of guy. But what you really want, ideally, is guys that have that kind of solid college football program culture who also are elite athletes. Right. And because of a trade, Philly has had the number nine pick, for goodness sake. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nolan Smith was at number 30 because that's what they were picking at number right. 30 because they were, you know, but, you know, they had number nine. And it's also because of, because of an earlier issue. So that's a good thing. All right. Trevor, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, great stuff as usual. Get yourself a little bit of rest here as, uh, you know, you enjoy the rest of the off season. Thanks, DC. We'll be watching Tyree. You He's got, big. I know. I know. We'll, we'll be talking more about him with you. We'll see how he develops in the rest of these Raider draft picks. All right, brother. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, DC. My man, Trevor Maddich from ESPN. No one does it better when it comes to breaking down these players. He's seen them. He's watched them through their entire career. And, uh, one of the hardest working guys, uh, you know, in this business. My man, Trevor Maddich. That's why he's won 15 Emmy awards.